time at 40. Hey! So we are loud. back. Blaring it in the headphones as we do every week. Welcome back to our first time at 40. This is the story of two grown adults in middle age purchasing a home for the first time. Our first time at 40. My name's Nicholas. I'm here as always with my wife, Laura. And we've had a very, very, very productive week with the house. To catch you up, uh, we have chronicled our search for a home, our journey through escrow twice. Uh, the second one finally took, closed. Uh, we waited for uh, occupancy, finally got occupancy uh, only a week ago, and it has been off to the races ever since. Mm-hmm. How have you felt in general about the first week of work on the home? Freaking out. Why? <laughs> Freaking out. Because, okay, we didn't see the home without all their stuff in it until they left. And I think we thought when all their stuff was gone that it would look paradisical. And it did not. <laughs> what, it, what does it, it looks like a mess. It looks like a hot mess. And it looks like it needs so much money and so many things that we do not know how to do. If we knew how to do anything at all that would be helpful it's a fixer-upper we bought a really fucking expensive fixer-upper i mean it's and it i mean that may be overstating to be fair that may be overstating there were people living in it it's habitable it's not i mean there, you know there's nothing terrifying but it's older it's a house built in the 50s it had an addition put on in the 80s nothing's probably really been updated since then there's grounds, but they're kind of in a shabby place. I mean, there's, there's there's just a lot. And the more we're over there, it's like, oh, I didn't notice that eight and a half by 11 size hole in the bathroom wall before. But there it is. Yeah. And it's like in every room. There's that. So it is. I, I'm, I'm, I've been a little freaking out. Did you ever see a movie with Tom Hanks and Shelley Long from the 80s mm-hmm. called The Money Pit? Oh, yes. We should watch that. It's kind of what it's like. Yeah. It's a money pit. Our bathtub hasn't fallen through the floor. Good news is it's only one level. <laughs> you don't have part of fall. Here's the other thing, though, is that we're we're currently, and it's going to be fine. We'll get over it. But we're kind of currently putting a square peg into a round hole mm-hmm. is in that we this house is never going to be a beautiful brand spanking new looking house. And eventually we need to just come to terms with the fact that it's just going to look like a small old house. Like that's just what it is. And we can, you know, we can put a fresh coat of paint on it and we can put nice furniture in it eventually. And we can make it look as good as we can, but we're never going to make it look like a magazine house. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's just not but I that. I think we can make it look really sweet. I mean, I do, but the problem that we've run into is to do that, we need more money. Yeah, it's all money. It's a, and, yeah. yeah, we just we can't yet. So we're stuck with now using the you know stuff that we have, which maybe isn't going to fit or isn't perfectly designed for that space. But that's just what's happening. So that's kind of a, we'll see. We don't have the furniture over there yet, but um, I don't have a great feeling about how that's going to go personally. How do you think? Our furniture fitting into the place? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it shouldn't. I mean, no, no, you yeah. can't, you can never move furniture from one place to another and it be seamless. That's just the nature of yeah. the beast. So I, I think that's just going to come with time. I, I can't, I can't, I can't expect this house to be perfect in the first month okay i'm glad that you keep saying that i just don't feel like i believe you yet though because <laughs> i think it's gonna be kind of a heap for a while i do yeah okay that that's i mean i think that's kind of the point i mean i mm-hmm. think everyone that i talk to about it like they always say well you know just one thing at a time yeah because it, if you think about everything at once when you're talking about a house and landscaping and garage and this and this like there's so many separate elements that are all their own project 
that if you think about them all at once, you will go crazy. Like literally, like you, your brain can't handle it. So you just focus at one on one thing at a time. And this is something about homeownership that we're learning here now at 40, uh, is that this is going to become a defining part of your life. You know, this project, the house, is something that will um, monopolize a lot of time and thought and energy. And maybe, you know, when you're older, you know, you're not in your 20s anymore and you've got kids, maybe it's not such a bad thing. Yeah. What else are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. And and the other thing to remember. Pandemic year, no less. Yeah. Give me, give me a project down. I like how a pandemic year is now a thing as if it's uh-huh. just a normal thing. Yeah. You know, it was a pandemic year. Yeah. The, uh, you know, the other thing to also remember throughout this whole process is that all of this, hopefully, is m- still a transfer of money. We, we're not necessarily losing money when we invest it in the house because it's just... It's just uh, adding to the value. So when we are upgrading the electrical or when we're, mm-hmm. you know, uh, putting in new lighting or when we're, uh, you know. Rerouting the drainage. All rerouting the really drainage. All sexy things that we're going to notice is, a difference. <laughs> but it is adding to the value of yeah. the home. So I think it's important to keep that perspective is that it's not like we're just spending money on new shoes or something, you know, Mm -hmm. um, or even a new car. Like this is something that you can sell. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is a difficult thing to kind of retrain your brain to think about, but it is part of the process of home ownership is that all of it is just adding value you know um, and then 10 years from now or whatever the lot value is always going to be what it is and the home value will hopefully be more Mm -hmm. you know Um, so the problem is eventually the money will run out um, and we need to save enough money to still somehow get by and that's kind of what we're going to start staring at here pretty soon is uh, you know a a point of uh, just we can't cross anymore you know mm-hmm. so for now it's like we spend the money and eventually we're going to get to a point where it's like oh we really just can't afford to do that yeah yeah so um yeah we'll find out where our bottom bar comfort level is pretty soon here i feel like right yeah the uh the other thing that we were talking about last week uh was this locksmith situation we had gone through our home warranty program to get six free locks rekeyed and had read all kinds of just horrible haunting nightmare fuel reviews about this locksmith company and the gentleman came uh the the next day the day after we talked about it and he couldn't have been nicer and he was in touch with you several times letting you know ETA getting you organized he was lovely. He was really great. And that yeah. just goes to show you that online reviews aren't always accurate. And also, you know, there are things that people react to in online reviews that are just practical. And of course, it's not, it, they're upset about it because it's not the way they want it to go. But like this guy, it wasn't like he, it was free because there are problems and there's things that the warranty doesn't cover, of course. And, you know, there's more locks than you think about. And, you know, if, if I wanted to take the perspective of like, oh, I was expecting this all to be free, and it certainly wasn't, then I could be upset. Or I could be like, no, look, this guy, like... It's not his fault. It is not his deal. It's not his contract. He's just here to tell us what he can do and what he can't do and what he has to charge us for and et cetera, et cetera. And so I felt like he couldn't have been more professional and honest and you know even when he needed to come back he couldn't get it all done that day and um apparently there's certain locks from the schlage brand lock company that have a plus sign that need a special key to be rekeyed and if you don't have that key which of course we don't you can't rekey them so he was like you're gonna have to go buy new locks which fine but he said 
don't call the warranty company. Here's my personal phone number. Just call me and I'll come back and I'll do it for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what more can you ask for? And we're about to have him out for his third visit, in fact, because then we had another problem with door handles. Well, we bought so, the wrong ones. Yep. And boy, here's the thing. This Home Depot stuff. Oh. we are not in our element i don't really know how else to describe it no one is though because they make it they they make it it's the system is so rigged against you because there are a bazillion choices for every single little thing and i know this is something people talk about and it's kind of a joke but it's true like even if you just want to get a doorknob they've got about 185 (laughs) doorknobs from the one brand to choose from. Like, yeah. f- at least we were narrowed down to one brand. That's true. That helped. So it can match the key that the worked thing. for all the other locks. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's like, okay, so we got the thing that we thought would be cool. And, of course, it doesn't fit, you know, because you got to get the right doorknob. Now, if we took more time to look and think, but you just, there, there are these there are these factors that go into all of these little puzzle pieces of the house that and i guess this is goes along with being a first-time homeowner that you just don't think about mm-hmm. a doorknob is a doorknob to me i didn't realize that some doorknobs fit certain things and mm-hmm. some don't Ugh. the other thing we bought was a a new um faucet for the kitchen um kitchen sink so now we realize we need to do a little demo work in the kitchen <laughs> It, I, I mean, this is what we're running into with every little thing. So, the sink has a like old, rusty, moldy. There's a faucet. There's a separate thing you turn on and off the faucet with. There's a soap pump, and there's a there's a fourth thing. Oh, a little sprayer thing, and they're all like in separate little. There's four holes, right, mm-hmm. and four things. So we thought, okay, we don't need all that stuff. We're going to buy one spigot with a detachable sprayer. And the turn on, turn off device is right in there. And they make it so that there's a little plate that covers up all your extra holes if you have them. So we thought, okay, we're set. Yeah. You went and looked. (laughs) You figured it out. And we're like, yeah, covers the four holes. We're good. Then we get the thing to the house. And this is what we're finding. And every little every little thing has a thing. It's like a puzzle piece. Yeah. So only then did we realize. So behind the faucet that is currently in there, there's a white shutter that looks out into the yard through a window. Well, the shutter we had never noticed had been <laughs> not not glamorously they notched, They took a notch out so that you could still open the shutter around the mm-hmm. faucet. Mm-hmm. And also when you open it, it bumps into the hanging lamp that's directly above the sink. you can't open the, the left side, you can kind of open the right side. So I showed this to our contractor today. He was not impressed. <laughs> I wish I could have seen his face on that one. I feel like he would not have liked that. So we just decided we're going to take the shutter out. Because we couldn't, we couldn't install the faucet we had because there's no room with the shutter there to go forward or backward as you would need to to make the water hot. Like you can't push it backwards into the because there's just shutter. Yeah. And there's a notch in the shutter. So that's the thing. Every that's what I feel like we're running into. Every little thing has some specific thing that is an issue. Yeah. Yeah. You're never going to buy the exact right thing. Yeah. It's just there's too many factors. And all of these you know, a faucet looks really cool, but yeah, does that, um, does the, um, what do you call the thing that turns the faucet on? I don't even know. The handle. The handle, I suppose. <laughs> right? Yeah. The handle doesn't, you know, it's it's got to be able to have a full range of motion. And does your sink allow you to have full range of motion on that particular handle? Or do you need to get a different type of handle? Or do you so need, we went to straight to, can we install it sideways? Why couldn't we do that, right? That wouldn't right. be weird at all. <laughs> it'd so be weird. It'd be weird. It's Yeah, so all of these various components, are. it's just going to be a long 
term thing. We're going to have to save all of our receipts. You know, the other thing is like replacing all the lamps outside. I'm sure we're going to buy a lamp, and for whatever reason, it's not going to no, work. it's definitely not going to work. Um, uh, so that, it's just that's all these accessories and pieces and parts are very exciting to think about, you know, especially when they're just ex- aesthetic and they're not necessarily all that expensive. You know, and they might kind of give the place a little bit of a facelift. Uh, it's exciting at first until you have to go back to Home Depot three or four times to get the right thing that's going to fit. With your children who do not want to be in the Home Depot ever. That is, that's a nightmare show, kids in Home Depot. It's real boring for, for them. Yeah. For a minute, like you would think for a minute it would be fun. Like they had fun in the paint sample aisle, looking at the colors. And I feel like there's a lot of things in there, but we don't want them touch any, any touching anything again with the pandemic situation. So I feel like there's a lot of stuff in there you could entertain yourself with as a kid, but they're not allowed to touch it. So that that kind of sucks for them. And thus, then it sucks for us to be in there for any more than five minutes with two little boys who just do not. None of this is going to be easy. No. Um, the, the one factor of, you know, going back and forth to get the right thing, plus towing a couple kids along, none of it's going to be easy. To that point, there was one piece of furniture that was left behind, which was a couch. This is in the guest house in the back. And the guest house has a door that opens up and you're staring straight at the wall of the detached garage. So it's almost like a hallway. It's a little narrow hallway. Yeah, yeah it's, like an ex- it's like an outdoor hallway because the door opens and there's a wall right there. So what we discovered is this couch is in there and I think we might have talked about this last week it's like they didn't build the house around this couch surely they got it in there somehow but when you look at it you're like hmm the physics don't seem to add up and like when you just measure it in your brain you're like I don't see this turning that corner but at the same time movers do amazing things with <laughs> with angles and things like that all the time so yeah. I was like well maybe it's just you know we just got to get it there and and we'll 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 figure it out. So and of course, we didn't want to wait for the movers, the professionals, to try to get that couch out. We needed it out right then. Yeah, let's do something. Let's let's accomplish something. You're making fun of me, but I just wanted to accomplish <laughs> I something. Know. I know that was something we could do. And also, this Until guest house has an odor problem. It, it and again, I think we talked about this. It doesn't necessarily smell bad it just kind of smells and i was like well this couch is fabric it's probably holding in whatever that smell is if we get the couch up maybe that'll help air this place out and maybe it did a little bit so so spoiler alert we got Mm. the couch out it was no small task though so we're thinking maybe we could get it out through the window Mm, no it's not gonna work and then it's got these little feet on the bottom of it so i get the screwdriver and i undo all the feet which takes some time um and so the feet are all off and this thing's still not even close um so then we we decide hey we've got a hand saw we don't care about this couch why don't we just cut it and at that point p.s it's wedged in the doorway i mean wedged there's really no choice we realized that we, in order to clear it, we we had to cut our way out. <laughs> By a couple of feet. It was not even. We had, to, I, I could see this just diagonal line. It's yeah. like, if this was just not here, yeah. if I squint my eye and look at where the pivot. door frame is, I, I just, if I just didn't have this corner of the couch here, I think we could just squeeze it right through mm-hmm. there. And so that's what we did. We took a handsaw and for about, 20 minutes or so sawed our way through all of the boards and and the the plywood and lumber that's in the interior of this couch and the best part was i had my pocket knife with me and i could just tear open like a do the whole thing like they do like the cops do when they're looking for drugs where you stab it and then pull i I got to do that on the upholstery i got to stab and pull Boy, is that satisfying. <laughs> if you can find yourself a canvas or an old couch that's just like out on the street or yeah, something, give it the stab and pull. Yeah, 
Oh, that's what you're going to, that's going to be like your hobby now. You're going to go get those couches that are sitting out in the alleyways. And just cut them up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be the couch cutter. <laughs> I was trying to give that thing away for free, but someone came along and just slashed it. Now it's useless. Struck again. Uh, it does feel good. Uh, so was your, I, I mean, mm-hmm. you were generously saying we sawed our way out. You did entirely the sawing. Were you sore? We didn't talk about it. Surprisingly, later. I wasn't I sore. I can't believe it because you were. That was a lot. It was a lot. I was very it determined. Was hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there were some odd angles. And yeah. there was one time when I climbed underneath. So it was, it was wedged. And I climbed underneath it. And I thought, you know, this is not a smart thing to go underneath something that's very heavy. And the reason is because you, the posit like, yes, it's just sitting there when you stare at it and you're thinking, well, there's a hole. I can just scoot right underneath there. What's the problem going to be? Well, you don't think about a body part of yours hitting that. Mm-hmm. And maybe all it needs is one little hit. And, and then it comes down. down. <laughs> that was not good. Yeah. But you caught it. I did. Save my life. Like, like Wonder Woman. Yeah. So I was able to get underneath there and start sawing and lo and behold, we got it free and we got it out. And then we put it in the garage. And now it's sitting there, which is depressing. The I garage. Think we have to concern. Oh, I don't want to talk about the garage. The garage makes me sad. Here's something that we never tried. Oh, yeah. It's a two car garage. Why don't we try to put our two cars into it? Maybe we should try that. Just see how it works. It looks like it should be fine, but the previous owner had built some shelving very generously, built some shelving, uh, uh, you know, like at, at the end of, as you're driving in, it'd be like, you know, you're driving towards the shelving, right? So it's on the inside of the garage and very sturdy, stout, like four Deep. by eights mm-hmm. <laughs> shelving. Yeah. Um, and which we were like great tons of storage who doesn't like some shelving in the garage well turns out you can't park your car nope park one car kind of not even kind of we never fit a single car into this garage your car under the shelving which the old gross couch currently is Mm -hmm. there so we couldn't actually find out but basically we could fit both of our cars side by side but neither of them were all the way inside the garage (laughs) The garage is much smaller than it appears, evidently. That was was kind of a bummer. (laughs) And I'd been saying for a week anyway, maybe I'll just park outside because the approach to the garage is also kind of scary. It's in this back alley. You get used to it, You go down a big hill with no, no, no... Side rail. No, there's please. no emergency exit. You get used to it. it. Makes me makes me nervous. I'm. I mean, if I pull a car in and out of there multiple times a day, I will definitely hit a wall at one point. I'm just letting you know that. Well, no question. At any rate, <laughs> here's the thing: is we're we, the, the 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 laundry. If you're new to the show, hmm, the laundry is currently. Washing dryer, washing machine and dryer are in the kitchen, right next to the fridge. Like just hanging out. Which is a big no-no. I don't want it there personally. I don't want it there for a day. I want it wherever it's going to be when we move in. And so there have been some thoughts about where it's going to go in the house. Ultimately, we decide there really just isn't a good place in the house. Who knew there was a house that existed with no place for a laundry facility? But this is the house, the one that we got. No place for the laundry room. So we decided ultimately we're going to put it in the garage. And what we were trying to see was, well, when we have both cars in there, where's going to be the place in the garage where it's going to make sense to have a washer and dryer? Well, here's the good news. There is no good place for it because we can't even get both cars in without the washer and dryer. So we have all the room we want for the laundry. (sighs) So we're probably not going to park both cars in there. We got a little more space. So that's where we're going to put the laundry. So... That's something that's going to be handled um, by our contractor. And then we're like, well, it's an unfinished garage. Maybe we should just like finish the... So one thing begets another, begets another, and all of it costs $10,000. Just kidding. doesn't actually cost $10,000, as Steve and Steph warned us, but... It could. It'll all add up, yeah, to multiple $10,000. So many tens. (laughs) 
Did we talk to him about that big oil spill or whatever in the original laundry location? I don't think it's that big a deal. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, it, cool. You could scrub that up real easy. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, the other thing that happened this week that we just glazed right over uh, is the first after the first couple of days of looking at the house, the um, termite tenter came along. Mm-hmm. And I've never really seen the process of tenting happen. Still haven't seen it all the way through because we left. But basically what happens if they come to tent your house, they swarm the house like locusts um, and I think do it very quickly. Mm-hmm. A lot of people walking around on the roof, lots of that fabric whatever that stuff is very quickly getting draped pinned and boom the house was tented and it was tented for three nights um and uh the only thing really to note is that whatever here's the thing i know for a fact that they were doing something the termite company could just tent your house you don't know no one's going in there they might do nothing Here's how we know they're doing something. Any plant that's within <laughs> six inches of the house is no more. <laughs> the word you used was torched. Yeah. What yep. did you see when you, because you saw, you walked up there first. I walked up there first. Yeah. So par, like something really attractive about the house is it has this big, beautiful Boygan Villa all over the front of it. These beautiful, colorful, purpley flowers and vines that are all over the front of the house. And we were really scared about those. We had to, they're the kind of thing that they're attached to the house and we unattach them and lean them forward as far as possible to get them away from the deadly fumes. But we didn't know. And the fumigation company, we had to sign a release that said, if you kill our plants, it's not your fault. There's no choice, though, so we have to do this thing. Um, so you cross your fingers. And when I went back, it kind of made it through. Some of it looks like it's had a hard life now. It, it turned little, color. looks a little piratey and withered. It's yellow. Some of it's yellow, like it was starting to get the life sucked out of it, like in, like in Mortal Kombat with that guy that screams and starts sucking the soul out. That's what it looks like. And then there were some other, a couple of others that could not be leaned out and were under, and they look like they are scorched earth. I mean, they're just like instantly ash. I don't know how to explain it. I wonder why the stuff that kills termites also kills plants. Mm. Seems like after all these years of figuring this out, that's something that these termite companies might have been able to isolate because really every house has plants yeah i mean i guess not necessarily on the perimeter with their roots all the time but yeah it's definitely a thing that i'm sure people run into a lot yeah well obviously they had to sign a release for yeah. it so it's something but you would think that you know these people that are cooking up all these chemicals mm-hmm. this is a big business you know they could be like hey we're the company that doesn't kill your plants good point yeah I don't know. Termites are hardy. You know what else it doesn't kill, though? The termite gas doesn't kill the cockroaches. Of course not. Saw and crawl out of the crawl space. You did? Yeah. Gavin found it. Oh, no. Yep. It was pretty big. What kind of a cockroach? Like one of those big, like cucaracha cockroaches? Not that big, but I mean, it was like the, I don't know. What size am I holding up? About an inch and a half? Two inches? A couple inches. That's a big cockroach. It It was decent sized. Oh, great. So just so you know, that's down there. Now we have to get the roach houses out. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that was going to be a problem. The thing I keep waiting to find is the black widows. Bah. Right? It just seems like everywhere oh, I turn in this no. place, there should I be didn't black even think widows. I think about that. There should be. There's vines and stuff everywhere. <gasps> yeah. Oh, man. I've been in there with my bare hands. Might want to put gloves on. Yeah. Back to Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any gardening gloves yet. No, they cost money. You can't have oh, gloves. Crap. You're just going to have to be paralyzed temporarily. I mean, I've definitely seen spiders in there, and it did not even occur to me that, of course, there are. 
crazy spiders that are. I think people live in harmony with black widows. Well, not if you go invading their. No, you don't want to put your hands on them. But I think if you have black widows on your property, it's not like the worst thing in the world. Great. Oh, no. Have you ever seen a black widow? Mm -hmm. They're very impressive. I I've seen uh, the biggest one I ever saw when we were when we were camping once, and it was like a big honking mama black widow with a beautiful red bright red hourglass mm-hmm. on the belly. I mean, yeah, there's no mistaking it. N- yeah, you can't really find a better design and like a more like uh, threatening design to a spider. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just because we're trained to know well, what black widows probably. look like, but they yeah. I mean it's like black and red. Yeah. It's great coloring. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and when I saw it, you know, I was still from a distance, but it kind of stopped me in my tracks. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. You that, mean business. That's a big black widow. That thing could kill me. Wow. I don't know if they're going to kill you, but I you got to go to the so. hospital. Yeah. If you get, just get one bite, that does Get the anti, right? anti-venom. For one bite, do you? Or do you have to get, I think like, you, yeah, doesn't it like paralyze you or something? Like in uh, Lord of the Rings? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's a little bigger of a situation. (laughs) Paralyzes you and then it wraps you up in the spinning web. And then they have to like cut it open. Oh, so gross. And free you. No. The, um, yeah, the bug bug situation is actually a lot less than I was expecting it to be. I haven't really, I mean, I have seen some spiders, but I thought I was going to be running across more. Ooh, That's I did see point. I did see like some kind of a hornet wasp bee Ooh. something or other Uh-oh. under one of the eaves. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Is there a nest? Did you look? It's like a small nest. <gasps> I don't know if it's active though. Oh no. There well, weren't you any saw one, it probably is. But there weren't any there's nothing buzzing around on it. Okay. I'll show it to you. Oh no. Oh no. Another ten thousand dollars. No, you could take that off with your gloves. Oh. Are you crazy? Nah, I'd be fine. Oh, boy. Eventually, I'm going to get to the point where I'm going to be taking off beehives with my bare hands if it means saving some money. <laughs> yeah, are you there yet? You're not there yet. No, I'm getting close. Yet. I, 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 I mean, yet. I bought some flip-flops today on Amazon. Or I felt really guilty. I felt guilty yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, yeah, it's a definitely a different mindset. What else can we go without? We what used to go, go to without? Disneyland and buy whatever we wanted, and yeah. you know, no. now like that's oh, all changed. That's no. all gone now. What else can we lose? What else can we stop paying for? Health insurance. Sure. <laughs> a couple of months, risk ourselves. Uh, do it for a couch. <laughs> No health insurance for a month, so you can buy a couch. Yeah, sounds sounds good. That's a pretty good idea. Um, the uh, hmm. the other thing that I never thought about when we got so we did the inspection. Immediately talked to the contractor, got the bid, and that kind of made us feel like okay, we can do this. You know, if the bid was going to be insane or the inspection was going to be really bad, we could still back out. But so all that happened, it felt manageable. And now we're there and the contractor has started the last couple of days. Contractor's been there. Here's what I never thought about. I never, I don't know why, never thought about how long it was going to take the contractor to do this stuff. No, neither one of us did. We didn't think about it until our realtor stopped by to visit and see the place. She wanted to see it without all their stuff in it, too. She was curious. And she said, are they going to get the painting done in time? You, he has to get the painting done before you move your furniture in. And I looked at her and I was like, uh, I have no idea. We didn't talk about it. And to be like, oh, I'm dumb. I never thought about this no. stuff taking any amount of time. Because we thought, I think we thought, here's... I mean, here's why. I thought our our to-do list is pretty little, mm-hmm. all given. I mean, mm-hmm. we're not doing any major demo, anything. I mean, it's all right. kind of little things. Yeah. So I just, in my mind, thought, oh, yeah. I mean, that'll take them a week or whatever. But we did not talk about it. And I don't know why that didn't occur to us. And then at the last minute, here's the other thing. 
we thought when we were having the contractor put together the bid, we thought, oh, we can paint the house ourselves. That's something we can do. Fools. No, we can't paint that whole house ourselves. Fools. Yeah. So at the last minute, we threw at the contractor like, hey, can you give us a bid for also painting the whole interior of the house? It was so much more than we thought. It was really expensive. (laughs) But. But we would be painting until next year if we were trying to do that by ourselves. A hundred percent. I mean, they've got a guy that just comes in to do the prep. Yeah. And it's a lot. I mean, and the prep is like the longest part. I mean, just from painting the one room. And they take all the light fixtures down, like all all of that stuff would take us so much time. I mean, you know, all the nail holes, like there's tons of nails and like stuff stuck everywhere still and little chips. And they're like they're fixing all that as they go, too. So that's I mean, it's a that's a long process for us if we were to try to do it. Literally, we would be doing it for a year. Yeah, I really think. And they're doing it's the walls, it's the floorboards, it's the ceiling, it's everything. It's the bathrooms are a different finish than the regular walls. It's just, you know, and then there's a different thing for the ceilings and they know that. And that, I mean, all of that would have been a long haul, long haul. So I don't know. We were overly ambitious, but. And well, when we were also just looking at the dollars and we were like, uh, well, where can we save money? Well, we can roll up, we can, we can roll a roller. And so much more than that. We can, we can, but I mean, we just, how are we going to do that and work and. That's the thing is it's a, it's a full time job and you need a week to do it if you're a pro. And also, you know, this, this is the thing that that's very true, uh, which is, um, there's there's three things fast cheap and good and you can only pick two <laughs> so you got to pick two and sacrifice the other one and i think our, ours probably would have been if we did it by ourselves it would have been cheap it would not have been fast or good we would have had one and cheap <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but here's the other thing is that the paint is not cheap. No. So even if you did just go to buy the gallons and gallons and gallons and plus of paint. all the other supplies. I mean, we have no supplies. We would have had to buy rollers spend and a fortune. and anyway. coverings and, I mean, you know. Right. Caulk and uh, who knows what else. There's, I'm sure there's things I don't even know about that we would need. Yeah, painting a whole house is a big, big, big job. So chalk it up on the bill. Straight to the poor house. The um, there's this big wall in the house that's uh, that was all wood planks. Kind of felt like a cabin, mm-hmm. very cabiny. And we're painting it. What else would you paint it? We're painting it white. These days, the only color that's acceptable for anything is white. I think what people want is just a white, like yeah. a void. It's yeah. everything's kind of supposed to look like a void, mm-hmm. right? White couches, yeah. White walls, white carpet. Just make it all the color that shows dirt the easiest. <laughs> the most, yeah. So we painted that wall white. The primer was done today, so we were able to get kind of an, an idea of what it's going to look like. I sent you a picture. How are you feeling about that decision now? How, wood I mean, versus white. I think I feel good about it. I believe in the vision. <laughs> <laughs> once we get the right furniture and everything in there but i mean it's like I'm i not felt gonna, like you weren't too stoked on it no i think i will be and it's hard to tell in a picture too versus being there but there is a little piece of me that's a little sad to take away the natural look of the wood like it was pretty wood so there's a little i feel a little bad maybe Maybe. But it's going to be, I think, in the end, it'll look good. Like once we, once all of the, we have money to buy furnishings that match the white wall and make it all look tied together, it'll be good. What furnishings would match a white wall? I'll show you. You want to see my Pinterest board? Yeah, you have to tell me. This is a, this is a audio oh, medium. That wouldn't be very exciting, would it? Okay. Um, these words aren't going to mean anything to you. Paisley. No. No, we're going boho, airy, light color palette, maybe some rust 
and some natural accents. So like a rattan chandelier and natural wood tables. But like the natural wood wall and ceiling and floor was a lot of wood. So I see. So the other cabin. things in the Less room cabin-y. are going to feel more like the floor and the ceiling, which mm-hmm. are wood. Mm-hmm. Got it. Some of them. And with, with white and with some other accent colors, some plants. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So I think it'll be. How long is that going to be in fashion? Because we're not going to achieve that for a while. <laughs> I mean, it it can, you know, pivot pretty easily to whatever is in fashion at that time, I think. Okay. I mean, it's a neutral Feels like a West a, Elm picture what you're what you're yeah. what you're describing. Yeah, I suppose. A little less modern, a little more boho, a little less modern though, I would say. Uh-huh. But but yeah, you're on the right track. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another thing that's an exciting element of home ownership is the ability to just cut wherever you want to cut. And I say that when I'm thinking about all of this uh, lighting that we're going to install in the ceilings or the uh, TV that we're going to install and like run the cabling to wherever we want to run it to. You can just cut holes in walls. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. And then have somebody patch up the drywall. If I was to learn any skill, I think drywall Drywall. patching would be the one. seems like it comes up a lot. For sure. And it's just such a great solution Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, cutting a hole in the wall is such a great solution for so many different things. And the problem is patching it up. So I wonder if learning how to patch drywall might be the thing that I should okay. learn how to do. I think that's a great idea. I've had a lot of drywall patching Because I've seen people do it. And year. it's not, I mean, like, it's not like it's, I'm, I'm, I, I totally respect that it's a skill. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's a, a, like a multi-step a process skill. that yeah. you just need to learn how to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like um, something that would require four years of training. Mm-hmm. You know, you just need to know the steps and you need to know how to properly measure, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a lot of like fitting and sanding. And yeah, I think I feel like drywall okay. fixing I think that's needs good. to be a thing. I think that's good. You could practice in the garage because who cares if it doesn't look great? Totally. It'd be better than gross, bare, crazy walls. I don't know if I'm going to hang drywall. That's a that that is That's a skill. A different thing. Okay. Okay. Patching drywall and hanging drywall are two very different things. Got it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna hang dry. I mean, sure. I I'd love to try. I would love to try to hang drywall, but I do think that there's a bit more to okay. that than okay uh, than just putting a little square and <laughs> spackling it, sanding it, painting yeah, it, calling I'm sure it good. That's true. Um, what, what, what else, um, the, the, I'm curious for you about the boys processing this Mm. whole transition because they have been able to spend more time over there. What's been your gauge on how they've (laughs) taken to it? I don't think they're super excited at the moment. They like their room. They have a special little fort in their room. But I think they're seeing like it looks a little older. Mm-hmm. And I, I think once we get it painted and get our stuff in there and it feels like us, they'll feel better. But I think they're looking at it right now like mm, this doesn't really look nicer than where we are right now. What are we doing? Are you projecting that? You think I'm they not, really feel like that? I don't think the littlest one does. I think the older one does. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm okay. That's interesting. Because I'm not. I'm getting a feeling of like total um, ambivalence. Like yeah. they're kind of like, okay, whatever. We're still in the neighborhood. We're still, you know, this is the stuff that we know. I, I I'm not getting a feeling like they really care that much one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Like it just seems to me like it's all been like, okay, like just a big shrug. 
that is what they will say if you ask them. But then it, okay. when, it, when it comes out in other little comments, it's and it's again, it's the old. Well, story. tell me think, the comments. Um, like every once in a while, it'll be like, "Oh, it seems kind of small in there," or hmm, "Our house is nice. Why are we leaving?" Hmm. Or, um, "I really, I like it here." <laughs> that kind of, I mean, sure, like that's popping up every day. Well, that's normal. I mean. No kid really mm-hmm. wants to move, and you know, unless we're moving into a mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, the littler one, I think, is having more fun, like over there, and he's like exploring and running around and kind of feeling the ownership of it a little more. Yeah, I think. Well, so I don't know. We'll just see. I I do think once we get like our stuff in there and doesn't look like i mean right now it looks a little crazy like people have been there a long time the walls are nutty and dirty and you know i think there's something to be said for presentation value and how that will feel totally he asked me actually when when we were before bed he asked me to look at houses again and he wanted to look through and he was going oh that one's so pretty (laughs) like not, not sure not ours not the one we bought yeah because it costs four million dollars <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 um i'm sure it'll be fine i'm not worried about it at all but i think i think he's seeing what we're seeing because we we go over there and we get overwhelmed like ah yeah it doesn't look good right now so for I sure think, i don't think that's lost on him okay yeah, I haven't I haven't got that mm-hmm. I haven't got that from him, but I do I do I like I'm remembering moving when I was little and I remember I remember not really caring all that much. Okay. You know, the house is always just kind of the house and you move into your space and there is an element of it, especially as you get older that's kind of fun cuz you know, you f- you see potential or you see like, you know, I can restart over and make this space my own and, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. like a project. But I, I never remember feeling like grading it at all mm-hmm. or I never remember feeling any sense of um, positive or negative feelings on the house. I can remember feeling that way about maybe the neighborhood or the city or whatever it was. But I never remember really feeling any way at all about the house. Interesting. Yeah, it was always just like, okay, this is the space, you know. Interesting. This, it is what it is, and I'm gonna go about my business and worry about my life, which was uh, everywhere else but the house, you know. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you don't remember when you were littler, though, when you still were. If anything, it would be exciting because it was just a new space, like yeah. Gavin's doing, to run yeah. around. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I wonder if there's a difference there because you knew you were going to move. You knew you were, you knew it was happening every three years, like come what may. Right. So maybe you were a little more zen about it too than this got thrown at them in a different way. Like they Yeah, were, could be. I don't know. And they're both a little more sentimental about things. Um, not more. I don't mean more. They're both sentimental about things. So I think the little one's taking cues from the big one, but the big one's kind of like, oh, this is the house I was raised in, and I like this house. This is our space. <sighs> so the new one will be our space. Like I, I, I know that it will be fine, and he'll feel that way about the new one too, but it's just, you know, he's feeling torn about it mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, which is totally natural. Mm-hmm. It's just it's such a bummer that this is the space that he's feeling sentimental about. <laughs> Ugh. Do you, uh, let me ask you this. Now that we've seen what we're dealing with in our new space, do you still think this place is crumbling to the edge of oblivion? Or does yes. this look like a jackpot now? No, I think, no, this, this place is still cheap. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, and also, uh, I can't trade this place in for a bunch of money if I want to. Yeah. Whereas the the lot that we're 
that we're purchasing is something, you know, it's well, it's of our, course. it's a, our, I mean, it's our Dogecoin. That's a whole, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a whole different thing, but I just, I wondered if it shifted your visual perception. No, I'm apparently destined to just only live in dumps. <laughs> I'll never have anything nice. Oh no. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard considering the price tag. Yeah. It's what we can afford in this neighborhood, and it's a very pricey neighborhood. You know, any nicer, and we wouldn't have been able to buy it. That's the thing. You know, it's by the beach, California. So, first world problems. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's what we should call this podcast, actually. So, we, uh, we haven't really found a new film series to watch for a while we were watching the rocky movies and then we watched the lord of the rings movies this week uh for our movie corner um first time at 40 goes to the movies we uh we have a projector system that we can set up outside here and we watched apocalypse now which i venture to say this is the first time you saw it mm-hmm so it was your first Same time. Pe- I've seen pieces. I haven't seen the whole thing. Watching Apocalypse Now all the way through. We watched it on a big screen. What was your feeling on the Francis Ford Coppola 1979 classic Apocalypse Now? It's intense. Also, I totally thought you were going to talk about us watching the Hot Wings eating show. <laughs> That's what I was Hot ready ones? for. I'm still laughing. It is fun. Scarlett Johansson. If you haven't seen that, check it out. Yeah, Hot Ones Hilarious. is a very fun show to come in late on because then you can just kind of go through and, and there's so many people that have done it now where you can just kind of pick and choose the people that you, you're you curious to see how they're going to react. The Gordon Ramsay one was quite funny. I think Gordon Ramsay was prepared with lots of props and stuff. So it was very funny. And um, then we watched Scarlett Johansson. Um, the Apocalypse Now, though. Yeah. Much different... Um, caliber of entertainment than much different type of, of course. entertainment than hot ones uh it's been through the thing about apocalypse now is that it's been through uh the ringer with coppola over the years he did a recut of it called apocalypse now redux that came out around 2000 or so and it added maybe an hour less 45 minutes to an hour's worth of footage to it uh and then he thought twice about that about 17 18 years later and recut it again with a less of that material added to it and called it apocalypse now the final cut hmm. and that came out maybe 2017 18 19 Have you somewhere seen both in there of this? No, I saw Redux and I don't remember it. I haven't seen the final cut. Huh, surprised. But part of the reason why I, when we, when we watched this the other night, it didn't even cross my mind to go to the Redux or the final cut because it doesn't make any sense to take a movie that is an instant classic like Apocalypse Now and do anything to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care like where you were mentally, Francis Ford Coppola, when you made this movie, if you feel like, oh, you know, I was... I was, you know, my brain was scrambled and I can see the decisions. Like, regardless, the where he was when he made that movie was the absolute perfect place. Because he did go a little crazy. Everybody did, apparently. Martin Sheen went crazy and Coppola went crazy. And Walter Murch, the editor, who's a legendary editor, edited it for like two years or mm. something. But that that that's just a, such a great example of a modern classic where every single scene it's very um um uh what's the word i'm trying to think of um um it feels like um it feels like a series of short films um episodic is the word i'm trying to think of where you have like these standalone little separate films with the same cast and they're all just they're they're all legendary mm-hmm. moments and they all uh resonate every single scene in that movie 
resonates. It's so well shot and edited um, and acted that I don't know why he would ever mess with it. Um, and rewatching it again, especially watching it on a bigger screen, it's it's just one of those movies that's like, yes, this is film school. Yeah. The whole, yeah. Th- all the way through. Get it. Yeah, absolutely. And and also, you know, it's kind of like there's a lot of like art movie stuff into it. Like it's not, it doesn't feel like a studio movie, which is kind of the beauty of the 70s where people were experimenting on the studio's dime and everybody was digging it. And so they were just kind of given free range to try new things on in a major studio system, which does not exist anymore. I don't know. So, um, if you if you took one thing away, I guess from Apocalypse Now, one scene or theme or whatever, what 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 do you think resonated with you in that movie? Besides Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, that was. I still can't wrap my mind around that. That was him. Um. Oh, that's so hard. For some reason, Marlon Brando is really staying with me. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why. But like those eyes, he's so scorchy and understated verbally, but yet yeah. the stature is so crazy big. Very intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't I don't know. I mean, there's obviously a lot of very important and deep themes there. Mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't gone on a deep dive in the film thesis of how I would write that up, but <laughs> I don't know. What about you rewatching it after a long time? Um, the, the, well, it's, I mean, this is just kind of standard, but the, the Val, the flight of the Valkyries scene, mm-hmm. um, when they're flying in with the helicopters with Wagner playing practically like he's actually playing Wagner in the, in the helicopter, um, they're they're that that scene is cut in a way where no there there's no good guy in that scene the the guys who you're flying with as you watch them dive bomb this village look like i mean it it's like watching like nazi soldiers mm-hmm. or something you know mm-hmm bomb these kids in this classroom and and meanwhile they're the you know your countrymen as americans um and then and then then you know they land and then they get blown up you know like it's all it it all just feels so ugly um even though it's put to this epic backdrop the music yeah um and yet you just it just feels so icky Mm -hmm. and for them to be able to pull off it feeling like it's it's set to the beat and tune of a triumphant war scene, and yet somehow all of it just feels so gross. And I think that was really just an expertly crafted way to describe war. describe the Viet, yeah. especially the Vietnam yeah. War. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's really just stunning. And to to, to I, I I don't know. Mm-hmm. How often people watch that, but I feel like it's one of those movies where you can watch it every ten years, and like the bigger screen you can find to watch it on, the better. It's so it's so good, and Martin Sheen's, you know, he's done so many things in his career, like you know, between West Wing and Badlands and all the character actor stuff that he's done in between. But when you watch that movie, it's like, oh, this is peak Martin Sheen. You know, he's incredible and really fit. Yeah. Yeah, look good. Twenties, good looking dude. Um, so that's yeah, that's really it. I mean, we got another week of work coming up, um, and then this time next week we're gonna be knocking on the door of the movers. Oh man, that's crazy. We only have a week left. How are you feeling on the mover timeline? Panicking, panicking, panicking. It's time to put up or shut up. Yeah. Oh my god, the whole time we've been talking, it's like, oh, we have such a long time and a leisurely move and. Oh my God, we haven't done anything, and now it's ten days away, and we are. No, now's the time to do it. Now's the time to do it. Nervous, nervous. Now's the time. Nervous. And we're gonna have to put it all just in a pile when we get over there because the work's still being done. Yeah, that's the thing. It's gonna be a disaster. It's a oh, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. Eh, It's gonna be fine. Yep, be fine. We have tents. We can sleep in the backyard for a while. (laughs) We might need to stay in tents. 
That's very, very real possibility. Yeah. Um, Yikes. We also might need to move the mover date. I don't. I, I I think it's I think that ship has sailed. I think there's a lot of components there that are not gonna be happy about that idea. I'm just saying we might need to. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying we're gonna want to. Yeah, yeah, we might yeah, need to. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up. Uh, lots to come this next week. I think we're really rocking and rolling now with um with the house itself and all of these cold buckets of water of home ownership that seem to find our way towards our faces at every turn and we'll uh just be back at it uh anything else you want to add before we sign her up what's your prediction on the number of trips to home depot we will take between now and our next recording uh i think we'll be to home depot three times between now and then how about you go for okay because we're going to have a couple of returns. We'll figure out a way to pay off this bet. All right. I got three. Right. She's got four. Over, so basically the over under is four. Mm-hmm. Um, very good. All right. Well, this is uh, this has been fun. This is the uh, toe, the big toe into the large pool of home ownership that will only uh, be more and more bone chilling as we continue. And as always... Uh, This is our first time. This is very much our first time. And we'll see you next time. First time in 40.